Squad Radio, the music you want. With your host, Dee Dan. You don't understand. I could have had class. I could have been a contender. I could have been somebody. What's up, party people? It's Keys Dan with RadioWhat.com, DJLittleRock.com, coming to you live in a living color from the Radio What Studios. And this is my podcast, What Makes You Famous. It's an extension of the RadioWhat.com internet radio station that I've been running for quite some time. And if you need DJ services, where do I always send you? DJLittleRock.com. One more time. DJLittleRock.com. Check availability and get a free price quote, and maybe you can have me at your next event. You know I like to party with the people. The people need to be entertained. Are you not entertained? Let me entertain you. <laughs> hey, um, today on the program, I have Cole Parker. Cole Parker. You're going to get to know a little bit more about Cole Parker in the next few minutes, so stick around. You don't want to miss that. Not even a little bit. Mm -mm. This week's shows on Friday night, my one public show. Uh, I have the video dance party karaoke jam over at the Rab in Conway, Arkansas. Yeah, I said karaoke. You're the stars of the show. It's a little stage set up just for you. They have the, oh, they have a full bar. Kitchen's open. They got some great food over there, too. And uh, from what I understand, the more you eat, the more you can drink. I don't know. It's not me. It's science. Maybe it's pseudoscience. Drink responsibly. <laughs> they also have pool tables. In fact, on Friday night, they got a pool tournament. So if you want to try to make some money on a Friday night, I encourage you to check out the Rab in Conway, Arkansas. Do it. Be there. Join me. Won't you join me? Join me. All right, uh, let's get into it with Cole Parker. I got him on Skype, so if you're listening to the audio version, check out the video version, and you can see Cole Parker right next to me. Skyping Cole Parker now. Good to to meet with you, my man. Cole Parker in the house, man. All right. I don't do a lot of research on these things, but I can't help but research. You come down my Facebook feed. You go down my social medias, and I know a little bit about you now. But I I want you to give yourself the little blurb. All right. If you were writing your own Wikipedia page, those top one or two paragraphs. I I, I got somebody contact me trying to want me to work on that as we speak so well hit me with that what what would Cole Parker say it. about it so look um, I'm a fourth fourth generation musician right I grew up with, uh, with every instrument in the house from steel guitars saxophones fiddles pianos upright basses you name it it was in the house and I have, grew up with access to all of it and my father is a world-renowned steel guitar player uh, he's played with all of the greats. He's uh, he's uh, a household name, uh, Forrest Parker. For those that are that are familiar with steel guitar, he's he's great at what he does. Uh, um, of course, he wanted me to pick up the steel guitar, and you've got with a steel uh, with a steel guitar, you've got both hands and both feet and both knees doing something at all times. 
Well, tell me a little so, bit about the, the steel guitar, because I do like that instrument. The tabletop type yeah. strings instrument. Yeah, if somebody didn't know any better, they would think you're playing a keyboard or something. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I've seen people, uh, and in fact, I was watching a show yesterday. The guy was playing a guitar across his lap where, uh, you know, he's playing a guitar across his lap, kind of feel, making it feel like a steel guitar. He was using a, a, one of those bottle um uh, I guess slide, a yeah. bottle slide to kind of yeah. give it that feel, but it doesn't have the pedals that a steel guitar does. Tell me about right. what's going on below the waist on so, a steel so guitar. The, the, those pedals are uh, they they push and pull the, the the string, so you can go up a half step or down a half step or or down a whole step. You know, you, Dad always makes a joke and says you're always going to be a half step off. <laughs> but does it run like a like a piano, I guess, or like a uh, like a trombone? You got to know the position just by feel and by sound. You got your A B C D E F G. If you know your A B C D E F G, you can take your pedals and then go go up a half a note or come down a half a note. And the the more you play with it, then you it's become second nature. Uh, it's a wild instrument. Now, did you and get to was, see your dad? Was, did you get to see your dad play that instrument with with some people? Did did I get to see dad play? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I sure did. Well, good. Uh, I'm gonna tell you a funny uh, uh, joke real quick. Mm-hmm. I was going to dad's gigs. I was probably around 15 or 16, and I would get up on stage in between their sets and play. And we were in a, a dive bar. Um, I, w- I want to say it's Greenwood or Greenville, Mississippi. One of the two, I think uh, Greenville, uh, some sports bar. And they were in there playing and sounding great, playing all that old country music. And then I get up and play. And there's, of course, there's a younger crowd in there, right? You know, I get up there and start playing. And Dad tells me after about the third or fourth show, he says, Cole, you're going to have to start getting your own shows. You're, you're taking away from us. <laughs> so I, so uh, I was about 15 or 16, right? Well, that's, and I heard it from my own father's mouth, that, okay, Cole, you've got something here. Let's take it to the next level. So I started taking it more seriously, you know, uh, and here I am today. Man, that lets me know that at least your dad was backing you up in this endeavor, you know. (laughs) Well, so he put, my dad put a plastic guitar in my hand when I was eight years old, plastic guitar. Nylon, I mean, something you'd find in uh, Fred's dollar store or something, you know put it in my hand and told me to learn it. Of course, he taught me my ABCDFG. And uh, my mother, she's also musically inclined. And, and she helped me out with chord uh, progressions and just little things that, that uh, I had the best of both worlds helped me master my craft in music, you know. Um, so dad didn't pressure me to learn the steel guitar. I know this that uh, there's a lot of musician friends of mine and his that say, Cole, you cannot let away without taking on some of that knowledge. Just And so I have. I've learned. If you go to my Facebook, anybody that's listening, this is my personal page. I think it's on my my music page. It was just, I was just goofing off. I went in there and played a little. I can do steel guitar rag. You know, I can fool the public. Anybody that knows uh, Bob Wills or anything like that, you know, they know what steel guitar rag is. But uh, and that, that comes from... Um, uh, I can't remember that. Who was the steel player on that? Uh, uh, Lucky, uh, Lucky Ocean. I think that's who it was. 
Well, we don't do so, facts here, man. People don't check us all out. The, the, some of the greatest musicians that you'll ever sit around a table and, and just even talk to, much less let them uh, play you something. You know, they're, they're very well educated. Um, uh, I've had such a great opportunity to be separa- uh, surrounded by so many fantastic musicians and there's too many tonight there's too many to list it's um and they weren't the, the funny thing is that you know these guys had played in 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 and out of nashville but they weren't like you know known in nashville but sometimes it's just like uh, when you're on the road traveling somewhere and you're looking for a place to eat and this place just stands out to you it's not nothing mainstream you never heard of it. Just stands out to you, and you go in, and it's some of the best food you ever put in your mouth. Well, yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, that, throughout that story, man, what I'm getting from it is you're a good boy and you're a good man for taking up that steel guitar and yeah. uh, and honoring your father. And that's what one of the things we're supposed to be doing is, uh, you know, not only trying to become good people on our own, but also honoring our parents too. And that was a nice way to do that. I'm sure he felt it's, good about it. What did he say? So, so the the steel guitars. Um, it, my dad's teacher was John Huey. John Huey was was Vince Gill's steel guitar player for years. Anytime you turn on Vince Gill and listen to one of his songs, that steel guitar that you hear crying in the background is John Huey. Now, uh, so John and, and Huey and uh, like I, I can get into some stories here. John Huey and Harold Jenkins, who was Conway Twitty, uh, my and my dad's dad, Brad. They all grew up in around Cahoma, Mississippi, and Moon Lake. So they all, uh, uh, my gr- what is it? my great grandfather was the one that had a radio show at KFFA Radio, and in- invited wh- who was then Harold Jenkins to come be on a part of the radio show, and that's when his uh, his career took off. Man. He changed his name to Conway Twitty, and um, they're still family friends of ours. And, and uh, we go back, you know, a long, long time. But that's where that's where they grew up uh, all together. Cole Porter. And so Cole Parker. John Huey yeah. and my dad linked up together. And dad said, I want to learn this steel guitar. Dad was young. He was, I'm 35 years old. He was probably in his uh, late teens or, or some something around it. Late teens, early 20s. Early. And uh, said he wanted to learn it. Well, John took him seriously. And so they both sat down together every day or every weekend, whenever they could. And Dad started learning everything he could do, lick for lick. And John was good. And so now to this day, uh, when John passed away, my dad still has, he still plays on one of the main uh, steel guitars that John Huey played on when he was alive and playing for guys like Vince Gill and and all, all of them, right? He still plays on that today. That the the video that I did the steel guitar rag on is John Huey's guitar. Man, uh, he's he's got some couple more in the closet, and um, you know I, I wish I only I tell Dad all the time, man. I miss I, I wish you would have been buddies growing up, and I would have had that uh, opportunity to be surrounded by so many great musicians as you were. As a steel guitar player, you're when you're good, everybody wants you. You know. Dad got a phone call from George Jones, road manager, uh, when he was in his early 20s. Uh, he was farming for my dad. My dad, And uh, whoever the guy was told him that they wanted him on the road with, with George Jones. And, and Dad couldn't go. He couldn't leave. You're talking about uh, honoring your father, your parents. He didn't go. He chose to stay and, and 
uh, helped my dad, my granddad, farm, and he regrets that to this day. You know, he, he would he's like, I wonder what it would have been like, or what my life would like been be like now had I made that decision to go. And so you've got hard choices in life that, uh, you know, my parents, uh, they they're behind me one hundred and ten percent. But music is a it's a cutthroat business. It's very fast paced. You got to have a level head. You got to be about your business. You know, everything's not a party. Uh, um, and you'll go places. You will. You'll meet the right people. Uh, you always got to have your ears and eyes open. And that's why we're sitting here today. Yeah. I mean, there's always what ifs and uh, what could have been's in your life, the, the paths that you choose. And one of those paths that your dad chose was to take care of his family. And, yeah. and I've, I've he, still, up, he still played, made a uh, musician out of himself and made yeah. a good name for himself. Yeah, I've but met he, up. You know, I, um, I, so uh-huh. anybody that's listening, mm-hmm. you know, li- uh, take that in and in, uh, in just into bites of what I said. Uh uh, there's going to be times in your life where you have to make a tough decision. And you may think that you made the wrong decision, but your life will tell you that you made the right one. That's why I'm sitting here talking to you today. Uh, there was a time where I was going to, to give up music, you know. I had so many other things I could do and going on, and everybody would always tell me how talented I am. And you, you, Cole, you you, you got to be doing something with your music more than just playing in bars and uh, you're, you're too good to be here playing for the people that you play. No, no offense to the, them or you, you know. Uh, and, you know, I started taking it seriously. And uh, I've got a lot of great things that just happened. So that's what uh, it's something about building momentum. Mm-hmm. You know, when you build momentum, things just start happening left and right. And you're just holding on, you know. And that, that's kind of what I've got going on. And, uh uh, I want to talk to you about the the song that we just recorded. Uh, so, um, uh, what are, what are some of the main questions you would like to ask me about these uh, the bow fishing queen? Man, this is a conversation about you. If you want to talk about uh, song by song, what what you come up with, yeah, I encourage you to do that. I'll, I'll, but you know, uh, but I do want to take you back to when you were fifteen, and even before that, when you're eight, and, and your your daddy uh, puts a, a a kid's guitar in your hands. I mean, a that, plastic guitar, and basically said, "Learn it." Yeah, and I did. But did you, you know? learn it on your own? Or did you have teachers? Well, I mean, yeah, he taught me my ABCDFED. All my basic chords, your, your seven chords, right? Taught me those and then kind of just patted me on my butt and sent me out on my own. I didn't have any kind of formal training. I didn't have uh, a friend or, or family member come sit with me and work with me. I would just come home from school, turn on the radio, and find that note. I'd find the note with my ear, and then, you know, I knew my chords, so I, I, I knew where to go. And So I am self-taught, but... I can't give myself all the credit because my dad taught me my uh, seven chords. The seven. For sure, Cole Parker. But uh, growing up through school, you said you could have done different paths. You could have given up music. You could have had other interests. What other interests did you have in school? So I'm a, I'm a natural salesman. You know, uh, I've got a sales consulting business that I opened up. Um, I don't know what uh, it was after the it was. Um, Maybe right in the in either in the beginning or the middle of the, this pandemic that we've had, right in the middle of it, I knew I had to do something, you know. Yeah. And so I created a sales consulting business where I contact a company 
that sells a product or service and and it we're all commission-based contracts i do all, all of my own stuff i'd like to have that business i mean you there's a joke and it's it's true but not true you know mm-hmm. uh, if you take your, your business seriously whether it's music or or uh delivering pizza it doesn't matter what it is if you take it seriously and you have fun while you're doing it you're going to be successful Absolutely, doesn't matter what man. you're doing so um well, Cole it, Parker, there's a joke that I, goes, what's the difference between a large pizza and a musician? Go ahead. What is it? Large pizza can feed a family of four. <laughs> you got that right. Starving artist is a thing that I've heard for a long time. It's nice that you have a day you know, job that, that is affording it really you the ability. puts things into perspective. Mm-hmm. It makes you... It's good that you go through those kind of things because it, it really, it doesn't, it doesn't define you, but it refines you. And it, it, it's, it'll let you know, it'll help you make the decision whether you want it bad or not. Well, Cole Parker, you know? I want you to, to be able to, uh, to promote everything that you're doing. Your consulting job is going to be helping you to afford the ability to do the music job. So tell me that, about the consulting right. job. Yeah. What's the uh, name so, of it? I, some of my, uh, I don't really have idols, but people that I look up to uh, in music and business, so one person that comes to mind is Toby Keith. He's got, I know that there's a lot of musicians that have uh, multiple things going on, but Toby Keith has got so many irons in the fire. But, you know, and but uh, his music's great, you know. Don't have any complaints about Toby Keith. I think, you know, I think he could spend, we all could spend more time on our craft. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we all could. So I've got no room to talk about what anybody's not doing. I only focus on myself. But he's somebody that I look up to in music and in business. Mm-hmm. And George Strait is another. Uh, and it's only coincidental that they both have uh, uh, large um, uh, networks. <laughs> it's only coincidental. Well, it is a business, man, and I'm glad that you know the business side. That means you're savvy. You're, nobody's going to take advantage of Cole Parker. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. <laughs> so tell I mean, I'm trying to drag out the name of your consulting business so people can, so can take the, advantage of that. I, uh, Parker Sales Consulting, LLC. Uh, and, and what I'm, kind of work does I, I it work, do? Do what now? What kind of work does it do? You go to businesses and... So I, I can contact a business if they sell a product or service. Mm-hmm. Now, a, a con- sales consulting agency... They have guys in-house that sell a product or service for another company so that company doesn't have to hire employees or extra employees and, and take out insurance and, and taxes and liabilities. It, it cuts all of that out of the, the way. So where you can deal straight with me and I'll sell your product or service. Of course, I need to be trained. I, I, will, I will not take on anything that I, I do not know enough about, mm-hmm. you know. If I don't know enough, I don't feel confident. If I don't feel confident, it, it you know it goes down here. So, so but what that's kind of, what I've always been a natural salesman. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Uh, Was that how's that funny quote go? He could sell a, a ketchup popsicle to a woman in white gloves. You know? I've heard that one before. Eyes to an Eskimo, so, all that kind of thing. Now, Cole Parker, what kind of training does it take for a Cole Parker to become a consultant, or for anyone to become an assu- a consultant? Well, I was lucky enough to have my dad. He he was he had a telecommunication business, and he sold on hold messaging. And so, if somebody was to call your business, whoever I'm talking to, you or the listener, uh-huh. somebody to call your business, and you hear 
Hello, thank you for calling. So and so, we appreciate your call. Your call is very important to us. Blah blah blah. You, you, he did uh, radio spots. He did it all. Any kind of voiceovers, all of it, right? And he sold that service. So I got to sit along with him in the truck, growing up as a little kid. You know, having to wanting something to drink and and a and got to use the bathroom every ten minutes instead and not. I was just with him, you know, as a kid. I, I get, that's how kids are, you know. Yeah. They just, they're, you can, you can lead a horse to walk, you know. Had I been listening when I was uh, that age, there's no, uh, I mean, because I had, it was like one off hand-to-hand combat. Sometimes I'd go into the sales meeting with him, hmm. you know. Sometimes I'd stay in the truck. I wish I would have gone every single time where I was, I was wanting to get out of the truck before he was. That's the way I should have been. Yeah, but you know sometimes I mean? it doesn't avail itself to have a little kid hanging around, you know, while yeah. menses are doing business. <laughs> right, right. Well, you know, uh, that's where I get my formal training from, uh, you know, and that in the school of hard knocks, you know. It's very important. It doesn't matter what you're doing. It's to, it, like in my line of work, if you can't make a sale, make a relationship. Man. You know? Whatever, if you know, I'm not so much interested in just selling you a product or service, but how can I help you? How can I uh, better your life just by me being in it, you know? Uh, And that's the way you have to be. And there's six degrees of separation where you may know somebody that they need for this or, or and vice versa, you know? So building relationships to me is very important in all walks. Uh, whether it be music or, or business, because music is a business, you yes. know. And um, I don't want to speak a whole lot on on the music business, you know. You, that's something that everybody has to find out for themselves. Oh, but I, I want you to enough. speak on the music business, man, because a lot of people can take get taken advantage by the music business. Well, so have, have you kept yourself uh, independent? I can't confidently say that I know enough about it to be teaching anything. Yeah, yeah, you know. But you know what you know. know. To, to stay protected uh, uh, lawfully uh, or legally protected mm-hmm. at all times. Uh, um, don't sign anything without reading the fine print. Um, uh, you know, and uh, any kind of, uh, like if you were to sign with a, a label, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, get to know some of the artists that are on that in that label and what their goals are and, and uh, how everything's going for them. Uh, before you you look at the name, it's like somebody giving you a, a free Chevrolet, and you just think Chevrolet. You know, I get a free Chevrolet, and so you you go get the keys to your truck, and and it, it's nothing but uh, a bag of bones. You know, yeah. It's you, you got to you got to slow down. Uh, it's I'm lucky because I've got a a life partner, uh, Stacy Rayner. She's my best friend, my everything. And was is one hundred percent behind me. Uh, uh, we we go things. It, it, the music business. Once you get the gears turning and all that, it is very fast paced. Mm-hmm. You're all, you're doing something every single day, working towards the, your next goal. Uh, you know, it's a, it's like a steady moving train, it, like a locomotive where you're steady chunking coal in it. Well, the more coal you chunk in it, the faster that train's going to get. But that's the whole point. You want to get it up to a nice cruising speed, and and Thankfully, I've got Stacy to help me keep me level-headed and remind me of the things that I need to, to stay on task and not get too far spread out because I'm only one person, 
Yeah. You know? Well, it's nice to have a partner in business, man, like a Stacy, and I'm glad that you have that. But at least you know the basics. From 15 to 35, you know after you've played, you know, a two, three, four-hour show uh, that you need to get paid at the end of the night. And sometimes those people don't want to pay the musicians. I mean, what can you do about that when the uh, when the promoter or the bar owner says, uh, nah, you know, we didn't do a lot of business. I know we said this amount of money, but we're going to give you half of that since we didn't make that much. Money up front. Oh. Money up front. That's Money smart. up front. I don't care if the – look, uh, if you call me and book a gig – my motto, I don't, I shouldn't have to send you uh, a contract, right? You can. You can. When somebody contacts you for a gig and they want to book you on such and such date for such and such price, you discuss that over the, over the phone before you hang up. You can send them a contract, uh, uh, electronic, via email, and then have them, you know, uh, e-sign it, whatever you want to call it, and then send it back to you. So if you come to the place and you're pulling up, to the venue and it's in flames and burning down you still get paid that's smart business right there now you know it's not show friends it's show business and that's fantastic <laughs> man uh so uh is uh, is your stacy is she the muscle is she the one that uh will kind of put the hurting on somebody if they uh don't go your way uh, no what, that's what does me. she do for you what does she do for you she help you with the books yeah. well yes i mean she keeps the accounts uh, heck, she keeps up with all the the Spotify and and uh, Apple Music, uh, all the the uh, analytics, all the data. You know, she's a it, me. I'm a uh, uh, you know write ta- uh, write a task down and go do it. You know, um, I'm kind of like sometimes I can be like a bull in a china cabinet. Well, you know? I, I, I find I that- get things done, but she can't. But I'll see. I've got. OCD or and I'll, I'll, where uh, I can get sidetracked, you know, you got to stay straight on the path, and that's what uh, man, anybody listening, that uh, you know, it don't matter what you're doing, you cannot tell me uh, it is not so beneficial, um, men, men, mentally, physically, spiritually, and emotionally to have a good woman by your side. Yes. What, I, I don't care if you're, uh, uh, I don't care what you're doing, you know. No, um, man, we man, have our we have our ups and downs, but I don't want perfect, you know. And that's mm-hmm. you know, business is a, the music business is the same way. If you're thinking about getting into the music business because you see all these guys that are uh, driving brand new vehicles and and partying all the time and lo- looking like they just living life, you know, uh, on cloud nine, right? It's not all sunshine and rainbow. Man, what I got what I got out of that conversation was men and women. I've learned about if there's one thing I've learned is men think in straight lines and women think in circles. You just said if you get a task, you get a task. You send a guy out window shopping. He's going to come home with a window. You send a girl out to go shopping. She, what am I going to wear? Should I take this car? Should I, should I take an umbrella? Uh, you know, well, what shoes should I use? You know, should I pay cash or debit card, or should I take a credit card? Or you know, they got different. You know, they can think in so many. You know, we're just thinking. Go there, get that thing, come back. That's right. what that is. If there's one thing I've learned about men and women, so yeah, you definitely need a good person look, in your look. corner, and it sounds like you got it. Uh, Peyton Manning 
He gets paid $10 million a year to throw a football. He doesn't get paid to tackle. Or he doesn't get paid to run. He doesn't get paid to uh, dip, dive, and duck, and nothing. He gets paid to throw that football and throw it well. So in, in, in any, any kind of business or relationship, if you bring out, out that person's strengths and you allow them to do that, and only that, and focus on that, where, you know, me as an artist, I'm a creator. You know, uh, yeah. I have to constantly be creating, uh, you know, we do, all, I do all of my own social media. Um, that, and that's, I'd love to stay that way, my man. Yeah. Uh, there's so many things that I do on my own, but you know, time, it needs to be delegated to where you can focus on a certain thing and nothing else to where you don't get sidetracked because you can get 10 times as much done if you're allowed to focus on the one thing that you need to stay focused on. Cole Parker, you can, you've never worked harder than if you have your own business. If you don't set your time right, you could be working this business 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You have to set it, you know, nine to five or 12 to three. You got to give time for family, for other things, for life experiences. So I, I understand about owning a business. I mean, if you had a record label, I'm guessing you're still independent, but if you had a record label, yeah. they could take some of that, that burden off of you, but then you got to give them a big chunk of your money, a big chunk of your money, you know, but if you're independent, you could take care of all that yourself. I mean, I've already learned post and ghost you know i i have the instagram facebook youtube and uh twitter those are my four my big four yeah and and, and i post what i'm doing that week and then ghost i'll post about this podcast and then ghost you know and that's it and that way i can go off and do stuff with my family but how do you how do you uh make your time work for you do you set yourself a schedule uh i've got a schedule and a lot of times it's, it, I mean, I've got, my, my day is scheduled out from 5.30 to, to, to about 7.30. Um, and it can, Wait, I've got, it gives me a little wiggle room. 5.30 a.m. to 8, 8, 9 o'clock, oh. you know, unless I've got something that is due the very next day, whatever the case may be, stop till I get it done. You know, I, I don't, I don't like putting things off and it's, so funny, man. When you you stay goal 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 oriented, and you've got a list of to dos, and you knock them out, knock them out, knock them out, then it may take a month, three months, six months, but you'll start noticing the difference in in the the how you operate. Where it's just like brushing your teeth, you know. Anything you do for an extra amount of time becomes second nature, you know, yeah. uh, and. These second nature habits are very important to have in any walks of life. Um, I don't want to get on that. I don't want to get on my soapbox about that. No, I can see so, you thinking about how your day progresses. And is that 5.30 a.m. until 7.30 p.m. that you work every day? That's right. Yeah. And that's good. You know, 730 is pretty respectable. You'll get off and, and you'll be able to go, you know, Netflix and chill with your girl and and uh, and, and enjoy life. A little bit of life. Yeah. Well, a lot of times and this is this is just part of it. You know, mm -hmm. most folks, you know, most folks eat lunch. At, at, I had to swap chairs there. Most <laughs> folks, they eat breakfast at 
you know, 8, 30, 9 o'clock, whenever, and they eat lunch at 12. Mm-hmm. And then when they get home after they're 8 to 5, they want to eat lunch, uh, eat dinner around 6 or 7 or whatever. I eat when I can. <laughs> and I don't get to have a set breakfast or have a set lunch. or so, You know, sometimes I may, may eat once a day. But there's, there's other things that are far more important than food, you know. Um, you you got to buy your time first because time is one thing you can't get back. Mm. You got to buy your time first. So then if you want to take a lunch break for four hours, you can't because you've earned it. I guess, man, but you still got to have I, I guess that's something that, that my wife will take care of uh, for me because she'll know that uh, that I, I don't eat right. You know, and, and, and I don't, uh, she'll say, did, did you eat today? Did you, did you, and she'll feed me. She'll feed me. And that, you know, she makes sure that things go right. You know, I, I got a, a girl that supports me as well. And that's a wonderful yeah, thing, man. That's good. It's good that you have that in your life. Uh, now, all right, let's, uh, let's, let's go back a little bit. And 15, you're on stage with your dad. And he says, uh, get out of my, get off my stage because you're taking up too much of my. Uh, I can hear him my, saying it now. Yeah, t- taking up too much of my fandom. Uh, so you break off half of his fans because all those kids were young anyway. And then you go off and do your own show. Ooh. I should have found out a way because stupid me, like, uh, I get my feelings hurt, right? Because I'm just a kid. I, you know, he didn't mean anything by that. To, and he was trying to tell me, Cole, that's, that's a compliment, okay? It's not a bad thing. It's a compliment. But in the meantime, you do, you you know, uh, you're taken away from us in a serious enough way where we notice a shift in their uh, demeanor. You know, when we, they, we let you get up on a break and then we get back up after our, uh, at, you know, and start the next set. They notice, you know, band, bands know, you know, when you have a shift in the demeanor of the crowd. And, but what I should have done is found out a way to work with them, because that would have put me. If I know that I want to be a front man, I've always known I want to be a front man. I've got my band right here. So yeah, hey guys, you know, um, uh, I'll play your stuff. Uh, if you know, I'll, I'll play your shows and you know uh, trade it out, you know, give me some. But I want some front time with y'all behind me. That would have been the smart thing to do because I'm YOLO, my man. Okay. It's, been, it's always been more money, less complications. I ain't, I don't have to babysit. I don't have to worry about somebody. I'll never forget. It's playing at a, at a place called River Road Country Store, and I was in my 20s. Where, where is that? Now, right? where, where is what? that? Where is that? This was in... in uh, uh, it was outside of Clarksdale, the place I was born and raised, Clarksdale, Mississippi, Mississippi. Uh, home of the blues, right where Robert Johnson uh, did the deal with with you know who, right on the crossroads. Yep. And uh, so anyway, long story short, I had a band at the time, and my piano player, God love him, great piano player, was playing at this place, uh, River Road Country Store, it's one of the greatest steaks you'll ever eat. Uh, I don't know if Michael is still behind that smoker and grill but I, I don't care where you go you could go to any big name place and put his stake up against anybody else uh, anytime you're look up River Road Country Store next time you come to a juke joint festival in Clarkston, Mississippi anybody that's never been needs to go uh, Morgan Freeman you know he's he's a real huge part of Clarkston, Mississippi 
Yeah, he's uh, he's got stuff all over the South. Uh, Morgan yeah, Freeman uh, does, but uh, I didn't know he was out there in Mississippi as well. But I encourage people to put it on the walking tour whenever somebody mentions a, a good place to go. And, and I like that you're a tour guide. I tell them to put on the the what makes you famous walking tour. So, well, I always everybody always asks me, Cole, why don't you play the blues? <laughs> I said, well, Cole, I've got the blues, you know. I was born and raised on that, that old blues where the guitar's out of tune, and you and it's just an acoustic guitar, and, and you can barely understand what the guy's saying, but you it, it's hitting you in the heart, you know. Uh, that's the kind of blues I grew up on. And then, then when I got older, uh, I started listening to guys like Albert King and Stevie Ray Vaughan and, and um, a lot of the greats, you know, Muddy Waters. Uh, I grew up on all that. That was, you know, in my uh, in my radio in the house growing up. You know. Well, do you feel like uh, the blues started to get cleaned up and and uh, you know as the sound quality got better? Uh, do you think that it it lost something? You no, know, lost yeah, some well, of that heart. It's it's not Delta blues. Mm. It may be a form of like there's there's a di- there's a difference in Chicago blues, Seattle blues. Uh, uh, and the Delta Blues. Oh, yeah. The Delta Blues is, like I said, an out-of-tune guitar, maybe a harmonica, not much in the band, you know, maybe two or three people. And and sometimes you can barely understand what the guy's saying, but it's got that sound to it, and you don't you don't have that. And it all music is changing, and it's it worries me in a way, like with country music. It, I keep uh, asking myself this question because it's very important for me to know and understand who I want to be as an artist. Who oh, do yeah. I want to represent? You know, you get a little... Who, 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 who's... Uh, uh, what's, what's that George Jones song? Who's going to fill their shoes? Right. You know, what kind of shoes am I wanting to fill uh, in country music? And I've made the decision, and it was not a, a conscious decision. It's just the way I've always been. And that's uh, I love that '90s country sound, where you where you have the fiddle and the steel guitar, and and uh, you, you might have a B three in there, and sometimes you'll have a horn section. Wait a minute! Um, wait a minute! But uh, I'm not a musician. What's a B three? A B three is an organ. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah, that's an organ. I, you got to walk with me. I got to turn on the air in the house. I've been on the the road today. We took the Kids to the zoo. Oh, I like that, man. What zoo did yeah. you go to? Memphis Zoo. Memphis, man, that is a a world famous zoo. As many times as I've been to Memphis, I've been to Graceland, I've been to Stax Records, I've been to Sun Records, I've been, you know, all you know, Beale Street and all the all the little touristy things. I've so you you're familiar with Memphis. That's great. I, oh man, I, I got the key to the Heartbreak Hotel in my pocket before it burned down. I stayed in room two two three. Uh, right across the street from Graceland. So yeah, I've been to I've been there quite a few times, but I man, I, I've I've never uh, uh, I, I've never been into the pyramid, and I never. Um, oh man, what what is it? Just you just oh, I never been to the Memphis Zoo. I, 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 what's good about that zoo, man? Tell me about it. Well, uh, I, I love the, the 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 what I love the most about the zoo is that the kids enjoy. It. Yeah, that's that's what I love the most. The kids enjoy it. You know, I try to take my mind, because I, I got a bleeding heart, you know. I try to take my mind off the fact that 
this line is not even he's not even paying attention to me at all. Don't he? He doesn't even he sees so many people that he doesn't he's not even not shell shocked as to there, there's a human you know five feet away from. Him. To me, that makes me feel bad. If you want my honest opinion, I'm usually quick to give it. You know, I don't really sugarcoat a whole lot. I tell it like it is, and that I don't care. May made me look like a softie. I, I don't care. No, there's but, movies and documentaries about that. You see that lion in the cage. He doesn't want to be in that cage. He wants to be out there in the jungle, hunting, well, like, and doing his hey, thing. Man, uh, I can relate to that lion in that cage. You know, I can relate to you, brother. Sometimes, sometimes, yeah. but uh, you know, then when you get out on stage, you get out on the road. You know, do, well, do you? Ooh, as a, so, as a traveling, I am so thankful that that everybody's back on the road now. Well, yeah. as a you traveling can. musician, you leaving your family behind. You know, that that's one of the things that people got to realize when you're going out on the road. And I'm saying, I don't know how far you tour, how far away from your. Uh, home home do you go uh, are you home every night or are some of these tours overnight couple so of weeks what I'm, you know I, I, I've taken uh, some private gigs here and there but I haven't said I haven't done any touring I've got to get my three songs that, that we spent uh, countless hours man uh, you, you I mean I love I love producers and studios and, and uh so much magic happens in those places. It, I mean, it's incredible, but it is it is tiresome, uh, especially when you want it to be right. Yeah. You know, uh, the more you care about something, doesn't matter what it is, the more time you're going to put into it. And so, even if you don't feel like doing it, you know you got to do it anyway. Well, so we put a lot of time and effort into these songs. Yeah, and I, I've got two more that are going to be coming out. And so when I get all of these songs uh, finished, promoted, and on Spotify, Apple Music, once they're out there racking up the numbers, uh, then I can start promoting those songs all together and start putting myself out there on the road. Now, all right. So tell me um, about those three songs. You got those three songs out there. I guess you're on Spotify and Apple and all that. Uh, tell so me I've, about those. I've got one song. I've got three songs recorded. Okay. One, uh, Bowfish and Queen is on Apple Music and Spotify. You can find it on, I mean, man, it's what, I think it's on like 150 different platforms. There's no excuse as to why you cannot listen to that song. Well, tell me about Bowfish and Queen. What's that all about? So, so uh, Bowfish and Queen was actually, um, that was inspired by my best friend, May Everything, Stacey Rainer. When I met her, now I love to fish. Uh, uh, I don't know many men that don't. Uh, fishing has always been uh, just uh, therapeutic in a way, if any better way to put it. A lot of adrenaline and a lot of therapy, and so it's got a it's got a good balance of both. You know, I, I guess any outdoorsman can relate that to uh, deer hunting, duck hunting, uh, duck hunting, and dove hunting is another favorite of mine. But Stacy. You know, here she is, the little country bumpkin that she is, bless her heart, introduced me to night fishing with a, with a, com, with a bow and arrow. What? And this bow and arrow has a, uh, it's got a tube that's mounted onto that bow, and it's full of string. I don't know how many feet you got, but you can shoot way far off, and or that you can shoot a fish up close, and it can take off running, you know. And 
so these fish that are that we're shooting or have shot in the past and that Stacy this is where the song comes from right this this whole all it was was you know hey this is something that we like to do on the weekends what do you think I fell in love with it it's like a, an a, adrenaline rush that you, you can't uh, you can't replicate it you know uh, it's so much it's very fast paced it's a lot of fun Stacy actually likes to do it in the daytime but me I, I said that the nighttime is where it's at. There, I know it's a lot of man. There's a lot of bugs, and you know you got the. We're on a pontoon boat, and you got spotlights all the way around it. And I mean, it's just, it's uh, insanity. But okay. all right, I'm 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 born and raised in the Florida Keys, and I I know night fishing. You know, I born and raised yes. South Florida, Florida well, Keys, and when and we night so, fished, we put a spot on the water and that's how the the fish came up so you're saying yeah. you got pontoon boat with spots all around is that how you're attracting the fish towards you yeah, so the 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 actually what i'm told is that there's a certain rpm on a, a boat motor that once you get that evan to the right rpm i don't know what it is i don't know if it's uh a 1500 or 20 in between uh, 1500 and 2500 so there's a, a certain RPM you know uh, uh, just like Nikola Tesla said if you want to understand the universe thinking thoughts of uh, 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 frequency and vibration you know all that right it, well fish go off of frequency and vibration so naturally you get that boat motor going at a certain idle and RPM and they just start jumping out of the water you are schooling me, man. I I so, gotta go fishing out there. I like to I like to wait when they jump out of the water, then I'll shoot it. You know. Now these fish, okay, uh, it's a this is a sport, right? There's some that you can eat, but all the fish that we're shooting are considered trash fish, where they're they're doing harm to the ecosystem in the water. They're doing harm to the other fish that people want to catch and eat. You know, they eat like the the brim and the catfish and uh, the uh, the bass, all, all the fish that you like to catch and eat, they're ruining all that, right? And they tear up the 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 the, the uh, ecosystem or whatever. The, but what what the, is a trash the, fish? So what? Now? What is a trash fish? What what are you trying That's to clear a, up? So like a, a gar, a gar, a gar or a buffalo or a carp. All right, I could see that. I I've heard uh, Carps, I've heard tell. Buffaloes, and it's, this is all news to me. I'm talking to you like I know what I'm talking about. No, that's like getting <laughs> getting rid of the barracudas because really they they aren't any good for anything in the in the water out there in the keys. That's for sure. If you can't eat it, mm. or you don't, it's not pleasant to eat. Yeah, and it's not bony. doing any harm. It's doing harm to the other fish that you want to eat. Uh, why not turn it into a sport? You know, I you, got you, you need to get rid of them. Need to get them out. So that to me, that that's like there's there's money there, you know. Just like we had bass fishing, and and tra uh, sport fishing, and and like uh, Jacob Wheeler, somebody that I enjoy watching uh, uh, in fishing tournaments. Okay, they should have the same thing with with trash fish. Uh, doing it at night would make it even more exciting. Um, uh, my wheels are turning there. It's like there's money there. No, I see that. You know, they, and I, I've seen shows where they'll they'll shoot certain animals that are just over overpowering. And I know that 
you know, a, a co- ecologist and I guess PETA and some of the other uh, groups would would frown on that. But then they got to realize the the bigger picture, you know, that I, I think there was one where somebody shot a lion. They paid fifty thousand dollars or a hundred thousand dollars to shoot yeah, a lion. I know exactly what you're but, talking but about. But that hundred thousand dollars went towards conservation. It went towards a uh, you know a good yeah. a, a bigger right. good. It was like- charitable cause you know yeah so i you know i I know that there's back and forth on on all of that and but uh you know we as as long as we're in tune with nature and you're even saying that an evan rude engine and this by no means is is a a sponsorship uh for evan rude but you say you put the evan rude at the right rpms those fish are gonna almost jump out of the water into your boat that's right uh and and i learned a lot and these are these are girls man these are girls, that, that just good old country girls that, that love to, to uh, hunt and fish. But uh, fishing to me, I, I really do enjoy it. Um, uh, I, I know what you day, mean about country girls. When, when somebody asks me, okay, Cole, if you retire, if you ever do decide to retire, how are you going to spend your time? Mm. Mostly fishing. <laughs> no, I know what you mean about country girls. Like I said, I'm from South Florida in the Florida Keys. Why, so, why, why do I find myself in Arkansas? I married a hillbilly. She's from Jasper, Arkansas. Harrison, up there in the north of Arkansas. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, a proud hillbilly. And I'm yeah. glad to be here, man. I'm glad to be here with her. And I'm glad to be here with you, Cole Parker, man. That's learning about the man behind, behind the music. So, I dig it. Uh Back to 16. <laughs> How Back did you get out on the road by yourself? I mean, because a, a guitarist has that advantage. A mandolinist has that advantage where you can just pick that instrument up and go busk. Well, I got to, because I came home and played, I turn on the radio and play to it. I got to where I could learn a song before it finished. You know, and most, I'm not putting myself above because we're all good at or really good at certain things and you know um there's a lot of things that i'm not really good at that another musician is is 10 times better than me but i got to the point where if a, if it was in normal tuning played in a or, or you know a b c d f g whatever that i could hear that g or hear that d or hear that e or hear that a and uh tune to it and then start playing the song before it was over so it got easier and easier and easier and and then then after playing to the radio and listening to the song so much i started being able I, I was able to remember the lyrics so i could ease by the time i was 19 i was playing professionally in in venues uh at 19 years old uh with with uh i don't i can't remember if they had iphones back when i was 19 maybe Maybe I can't remember. Probably but, not. That's uh, I didn't have ago. a song book. I didn't have a uh, lyric sheets. Sixteen years ago, have... you say that's I... that's sixteen years ago. I don't think there was right. an iPhone out there. I think it was two thousand eight. I don't. I don't know. I can't. My I'm, my brain is thinking too fast to <laughs> think back that far. Uh, I know I, I've got an iPhone six. I have got no interest in buying a, a new one until it goes out, <laughs> and then I got to buy another. Then I'll go up to the seven. <laughs> I believe it, man. I had my iPhone three for the longest time until the Galaxy Mega came out. And then I gave that up for the the nine. I I, I went I went to Android instead of uh, iPhones, but that that's a whole nother story. Uh, so, uh, 
I didn't have a, you know, I see guys, man, and I hope that they're listening. I hope they're listening. I see guys now that I have an iPhone uh, phone clip clipped onto their mic stand, and they're they're able to flip through whatever they want. Now, is it convenient? Yes. But a lot of them will be reading the lyrics off the phone as they're playing. I, I, I'll never forget, went to, to Winners and Losers, uh, that bar in Nashville, you know, uh, Winners and Losers. And I went in there, and it was around 2 or 3 o'clock. Now, I hear Nashville is pretty tough, where they've got a lot of noise, okay? they got a lot of people that are wanting to play. So, and I don't know what the best times are. I don't know. I would assume that if you're getting a 9 to 1, that you're usually the best. Or, or 7 to 11, right? Yeah. The, the lunch hours and coffee hours are, are the, the second know, people best. People trying man. to get their, gain their traction. Right. Right. So, but it was around 2 o'clock or so. And they, but they had two guys singing together that sounded good, but they were losing focus because they were singing from an iPhone clipped to their. And I didn't grow up with that luxury. I didn't have that. So I had to learn the lyrics. If I didn't know the lyrics, I didn't sing the song. Yeah. I didn't, uh, if I didn't know the lyrics, I'd make them up. And <laughs> you, wouldn't be, you wouldn't be able to tell, you know? You know, one of the best concerts I ever saw was uh, uh, Greg Kinn down in Coconut Grove and in Miami. And Coconut Grove is a song that was an old song, and it's not by Greg Kinn. But he wanted to give tribute to uh, to the people of Coconut Grove, so he started singing wow. a little bit of Coconut and then and then did it on Coconut Grove, and he yeah. started making up all the lyrics. And I went, "That's a, that's a, a professional man, because really all you need is the melody uh, to keep you going. That's a pro." I, I had a uh, uh, I had a guy compliment me. I went to Nashville and. I got invited to play at, um, I mean, no offense to the venue, but I can't even remember what it was, <laughs> right? Uh, but anyway, long story short, I got invited to play, uh-huh. and I, I got up there and played some Hank Williams Jr., and and I like Hank, I like his stuff, but he's not my go-to. But there's a, a, a certain song that, uh, that, Always gets the crowd pumped every time I play it. Born to Boogie. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Born to Boogie. Yeah. Get them pumped. I mean, if the, if the beer wasn't selling before, it will be selling after, you know? Yeah, if you play and, that right now, are you on your own with a solo yes. guitar? Yeah, I was playing with my acoustic guitar. You got a little backing track or anything, or is this all you, a guitar only? That's right. Uh, of course, I had my PA system. Uh uh, I have to show you my my setup before we get off the phone. No, but no where backing, I, but no backing I, track. This is you and a guitar. Oh yeah, there. I had nothing, just me, and I, that's the way I like it. Yeah. You know? So I, I forgot the lyrics. I, I know this song. I can do it with my eyes closed, you know. And I forgot some lyrics in the song and just made them up. And there was a guy from. Uh, he was the one hosting the the writer's round or, or, you know, whatever it was. And he was like, man, I got to tell you, I haven't seen somebody uh, uh, lose their place in the song as far as, you know, forget the lyrics and recover so well where by the, by the end of the song, you didn't even remember that uh, I had uh, lost my place, you know? 
and that's that comes from uh, doing it like the, a stage is my second home. I grew up on stage. I wish I would have been so like there was a, a time right when I was uh, maybe maybe eight years old, maybe somewhere around there. And we were at the Neshoba County Fair. It's a fair in Mississippi. And uh, Faith Hill and David Lee Murphy, I think that's who Dad was playing with at the time, David Lee Murphy, back when that dust on the bottle and all that was was real hot for him. Oh, yeah. And so, it, But Faith Hill and David, David Lee Murphy and, and uh, some, uh, another, some other openers, you know, openers up and comings. I, whether they did something or not, you know, I don't know. But uh, Dad was doing all this kind of stuff all the time, and he would run into some big names, and we would happen to be with him, or or, or just together as a family, watching Dad play. And I was so I was running around on Faith Hill's bus. She had a hot tub in there, by the way. And this was when she had first start, like she was getting first getting started. That's how nice her bus was. Uh, that's how much they thought of her. Let me say. Well, it's Faith Hill. She's well, a babe. Well, well, you see where and, and why, you know, yeah. where she is today. Not only she's so, a great singer, but she's a, a, a dyed-in-the-wool beauty, American beauty right there. Yeah, yeah. Well, they, they go through their phases. So, uh, but I'm running around on this bus as a little kid, and I got no clue who she is and don't care, you know. I just, I know that I'm, you know, I'm getting to watch my dad play, you know. Um, I wish uh, I don't know which to be thankful for that that dad did it like you know he treated he was you know like Faith Hill was just the next person no big deal you know I guess he if, since he didn't you know act uh, all like blow people up didn't matter who he was around whether it was a somebody or nobody he treated everybody equally you know and so I didn't know any better yeah well that's a good uh, man that's why I got into radio, man, is to build people up. That's people like you, Cole Parker. I want to. I, I want people to know about you, look you up, find out more about you, listen to your song. You know the the one song that's out there, and then and then stay tuned for the other songs that are coming up. Now, the one thing I, I got from that story: if "Born to Boogie" is not your go-to song, what is your go-to song? If I had a go-to song where. Every time I pick up the guitar, this is the song I want to play. Stacy would be she would be a good answer for that. Uh, me, I just I pick it up whatever I'm feeling that day. That's what I'm going to play. Or, and I don't go by set list. I read my crowd. You know, uh, that way you always change it up. You know, you don't, you don't ever want to sit down get you get people used to listening to the same. Uh, 30 songs that you're going to do or whatever however many you're going to if you're going to do four sets or two sets or whatever you know I don't use a set list I read my crowd go by what I feel you never know what's going to come out of my pocket with my go to song oh man uh, uh, I'm, I'm drawing a blank <laughs> and I listened to it last night well, um, while you're thinking of that, you're also a child of the 90s. You don't just do country music. You do country-styled other music. I just saw that gin and juice on your mandolin. That was fan-bloody-tastic. So, 
Waylon Jennings is who I'm, th- I'm thinking about. That's my go-to. Yeah, the man's got 100 hits, man. you got to pick one. <laughs> uh, Luke and Bach, um, Texas, is probably the one that I grew up with. <laughs> Waymore's Blues. Oh, for uh, sure. Love Waymore's Blues. Uh, 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 what's that other one? It's, there's too many to name. Oh, you picked a good one, now, man. Now, that, that Gin and Juice song, I've got to apologize to some people. But then again, I don't owe you an apology Mm-mm. because that song is very lyrically explicit, right? I even had a, a friend of mine say that I've known for a long time. He said, man, you sound great, but that's one song you can't church up or censor. You just can't. And I understand. But the way it, I didn't have to, I don't have to censor myself. Um, I don't have to church myself up it what what you see is what you get and that's what comes out naturally you know uh, i don't feel that i'm doing anybody a service by uh cursing in a, a song uh what you do in your private life is none of my business but i want to be i want an eight-year-old to be able to pick up my album off the shelf much less an 80 year old person eight to 80 doesn't matter and as long as I, I that's like George, the guys that I admire in music, they stayed true to themselves. They never did what was cool, you know, uh, or got, you know, uh, got with the time, so to speak. And I'm that's a, a long conversation that I need to have with myself. Yeah. Uh, Mr. DJ man, you yeah. know, I don't want you to hurt very yourself. Important. Yeah, I don't want you to hurt yourself morally, you know, but then I don't want you to limit yourself as a creative, you know, because then you got on the other side of the track, you got Merle and Willie, you know, they'll sing, they'd sing pretty much anything. One of, one no of Johnny limits. Cash's most iconic pictures. Is no limits. Is it him giving the middle finger? Most iconic picture. Yeah. Now, uh, he did church hymns, you know, it, you know, his heart was right with God. Mm-hmm. Uh, we all go through our, you know, shortcomings and whatnot. But if, like, you know, somebody says, who would you, who do you emulate in music or somebody that you take after? I would say, I would, you know, uh, I'm not near as good as George Strait is. My ear may be, but I'm not trained as well as he is. My, I have the potential. I'm not going to sell myself sell myself short right I have the potential and everybody would love to be the next George Strait but he is someone that that if an 8 year old walked by and you had a George Strait album for sale you would feel comfortable of your 8 year old picking up that album uh, and walking off with it going home and listening to it and falling in love with it I want to be the same way That, but that Gin and Juice song and that's the one thing that a lot of artists never do I guess because either they're they're too set in their own ways, scared it's not gonna scared it's gonna flop, or uh, or just don't even care to. I don't know what their excuse is to remain the same. It whether it's good or not, it's always the same stuff. They never kind of uh, broaden their horizons, right? Yeah. And I thought well, I was visiting my mother one day. And she said, you know, Cole, your aunt gave me a mandolin and I haven't pulled it out one time. Uh, And why don't we pull it out and 
just tinker with it. She wanted to, just to hear me play it, you know, and it was all out of tune, so I had to go to YouTube. I use YouTube for everything. I don't care whether it's a warning light on my dashboard. I use YouTube for everything. And so I went to YouTube and learned how to tune that manually. So that day was that I recorded Gin and Juice was the first day I've ever picked up a mandolin. Learned, taught myself how to tune it. I learned two chords, and I and I don't even know really what they are. Right? It doesn't matter. You know, to me, that's like focusing on the, the small things. You know. Now, if you're trying to teach someone or to explain to them how you're doing something, yes. It's important to know, but to do it, you don't need to know the little things. That just to do it, right? And uh, I'm, you know, uh, I was feeling pretty creative that day. Uh, uh, it was a sunny afternoon, and when I picked up that man and learned those two chords, I said, "Hey, that sounds like uh, a song that I know, so and so, Jen and Jeeves." And then I went and listened to Gin and Juice, and it was all—it was almost identical, but the the lyrics fit perfect. And I, so I had my phone. It funny, it like nobody, no, people that watch videos uh, of people recording music have no idea what goes on behind the phone in the background. No idea, you know. So when uh, there's a lot of moving parts, right? Um, but that was a sperm of the moment thing. I didn't didn't have any lighting or uh, I didn't have a song sheet, uh, something to read off of. It's just me and an iPhone and a mandolin, and that's the way it came out. And everybody they loved it. Now I can play the old country stuff, new country stuff. I got you know like Luke Bryan. If you ever hear this, I love you, man. But I, I don't. I don't play a lot of his stuff, you know. I like the old stuff. I like Luke Bryan. I, I admire his work ethic. You know, he's he's somewhere that I'm not. I got no room to talk about it. You understand? Man's but got a hundred hits. <laughs> my 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 ears somewhere else. I you know. Uh, uh, long story short, you know you you've got to. I can do all that kind of stuff, and you have to be able to. Um, be versatile, you know, because you never know. You never know what kind of crowds you're going to have. Some, some, you know, uh, if if you're playing live venues and stuff, you may have a, a full crowd that wants Motown music. You know, uh, if they don't know who you are, and they're coming to hear you play, if they know who you are, they're not going to tell you what they want to hear. They want. They already know your stuff. Right, so I'm, that's what I'm working on. Uh, I, I put a, a yes. I do need the the everybody. I love playing live. Like I, man, if you put four people in a room and my give me a guitar, I'll I'll want to pull it. I'll be chomping at the butt at the, at the, you know bit. Want to pull it out and play. Just give me a couple of people. I, I, like I don't really enjoy playing for just by myself. You uh, got that right, that's man. That's where my blood gets pumping. I get more creative and and uh, things like gin and juice come out, you know. I was surprised that I, I did that on my own. But and nobody had ever really pushed me to think outside of the box. It, it was something that happened naturally. 
Can't explain it. It's one of those things. And guess what? I got the most reaction out of all ages, all pe people that I never would, that if they knew who Snoop Dogg was, they would, it would blow, it just like blow their mind, you know? If they actually knew where the uh, uh, song originated, right? But to them, it just sounds like good country. So many and, things you touched upon in that little segment is YouTube. A lot of people think you don't even need to go to college anymore because everything you could learn on YouTube. And you've got no excuse. Yeah. No excuse. And you are a singer songwriter. So you appreciate lyrics. The rappers that have been rapping for the long time, the ones that rap and stay uh, relevant for a long time are the best lyricists. So you know that the songs like Gin and Juice and some of those other songs have great lyrics, great, great bones just, for music. Uh, I, I don't, I mean, some people laugh and say that, uh, you know, uh, rap, you know, I'm not getting into that conversation. A <laughs> lot of people say that rap, rap is like uh, Dr. Seuss with a drum beat. You it's know? poem. It's poems. It's poetic. You know, right, it's, right. It, it's a. I admire, I admire some of it. Yeah, uh, it's a speech on on uh, what's going on in the world. The best stuff is is uh, a time capsule of what was happening at that particular time. So I'm not a. Uh, Stacy, this is where she comes in. I wish she was uh, fly on the wall right now. She would say, "You that I know." that she's the one that has pushed me to do different stuff. I know, Cole, it's not your, not your normal, uh, it's not, it's not Willie Whalen and the boys. You know, it's different, but pe people resonate with, with that. And it shows, she's, she's trying to tell me that it really shows my talent and, and how, who I am, uh, uh, as far as being versatile as an artist. Yeah. You know, it's like, um, a somebody that's a painter that loves to paint and is really good at painting but if they were to t try and take up pottery they just might find out that they're really great at that too yeah no limits you know? cole parker no limits taylor swift willie nelson kenny rogers dolly parton they could sing whatever and make it sound right you know, yeah, it's yeah, outside of that book. box, outside of that box. Don't limit yourself. Oh, I'm only singing country and Western, both kinds of music. To me, it's to me, it's it's remaining true to yourself. And but I, one thing I'll never be is a sellout. No, I'm not for sale. No dollar amount will ever interest me. And. Well, a little dollar amount, big bag of money, you know, that'll that'll put you put you on easy street for a little while, help you take care of your family. Here, have a big bag of money. Yeah, uh, maybe a little, maybe a little bit, maybe a little bit. So, well, uh, you know, from what I'm from what I'm told or what I've let's let's just say from what I've gathered that record labels are now are no longer interested in pumping money out. They but if you can show them that you don't need them then that's when they'll they're willing to have a conversation with you yeah because you've already done all the work you've already that's, made a name and then they so, come looking so to get their to the piece. independent thing and you asking if i was ever going to go you you, you you don't know you know i mean and that's that's a 
big, it's a big decision for an artist because you really do, any artists that are listening to this conversation, you really do get so much. It's just like not going mainstream and, and staying true to yourself. You get twice and, and three times the compliments being true to yourself and 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 doing everything on your own versus uh what's that there's a uh, a black country artist um charlie pride no uh, <laughs> uh no uh, cowboy he, troy he's a new age guy cowboy troy i can't think of his <laughs> darius name darius rucker no. he's <laughs> there's, got a TV there's show. only like three <laughs> he's got a tv show uh um but he's independent okay uh dang it what's his name uh, anyway yes. he's independent he's got a good woman by his side uh, you know no coincidence there got a good woman by his side and he travels and tours and, and does all of this uh, with with no uh, strings attached where um, now if they put you in uh, in a circle of people and you're you're all touring and you're gone 200 days out of the year right if somebody else is doing that for you that's there again it's like Peyton Manning you know focus on one thing there are there are times where if if that if focusing on other things takes away from your actual abilities and your creativity where it bogs you down then by all means but if you can do it on your own you, you really get a lot of respect for that. Uh, and so I'm, I'm kind of in limbo, you know. Uh, do, I, do I search out a big label? Uh, I know what they want. You know, I know what they need. I know what they're looking for. It's not like it was in 2000 or 1999 or 95. They want you to be able to do everything that they would do for you. Because that lets them know that you're taking it seriously. Rather than say, hey, I can sing and play. Go put me on the road. You know, put a bunch of money in my pocket. I'll pay you what I owe you. And it's a vicious circle or right. cycle. You know, so uh, that's where I go to. That's where I say it's not all sunshine and rainbows. You got to stay smart. And you got to stay passionate. Um, I never stop creating, never stop putting out new music. I mean, uh, I'm, I didn't know that there was an algorithm to Spotify. Oh, for sure. <laughs> I did not know that. There's, there's, there's so much I have, I, I'm learning and that, that it needs to be learned, right? Now, if you can pay someone else to learn all that for you, then by all means. Yeah. But, Everybody starts somewhere, and I'd rather have the foreknowledge, right? To where I, I'll, you know, learn how to do it all these things on my own. To where once I'm able to pay someone else to do it, if they're do, not doing it to satisfactory, I'll know. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? I got you, Cole Parker. You, you know, we can't do this all by ourselves. If you, you're at this level, you're at a level right here. You want to get to the next level. You might need to hire a few people, but it, that's if just it, man. Would take just like you're doing. People would take time to listen. Mm. There's so many artists just like me that de deserve their spot on stage. They do. Uh, it just takes people uh, taking time out of their day, night, morning, whatever 
to listen to them and put uh, open them up like an onion and, and get all those layers out you know uh, and I, so I appreciate you having me on I really do and I hope the listeners have learned something so far between our conversation I was just um, about I've to wind so it down many yeah plans for Cole Parker music I deserve to be uh, bringing country music back to where it should be there's a movement going on right now and I damn sure excuse my French I don't know if I can cuss on the station you can edit it later if you need to but I want to be a part of that movement I don't you know I want to sing about substance yeah. and have lyrics that really mean something and it's not just uh, uh, the whole beer beer truck uh, same old same old you know <laughs> I've heard that one <laughs> I, yeah many times in the same chord progression <laughs> yeah. you know and that's uh, I grew up listening to Ray Charles uh, and Frank Sinatra and uh, all that Motown stuff that, if, if you were to ask me what's my favorite music aside from uh, country music what, right? what do I listen to in my downtime if I get a chance, I'm listening to Motown. Love it, and that's it. Puts soul in you, you know. And you, you can't, you can't be like a huge fan of somebody like James Brown, and then uh, which, <laughs> funny enough, I bring up him. Nobody can understand what James Brown was saying anyway. Mm-hmm. It didn't matter if he had uh, uh, <laughs> substance in his lyrics or not. Eddie Murphy had it right. Move it? Yeah. yeah. Move it? Yeah. 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 What's he saying? Yeah. I don't know. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right, man. Let's, uh, let's wind this down because uh, you got family to get back to. I want you to give shout outs to the people that have helped you along the way. I mean, why are we even, I you, wh- you know, that. how we connected uh, today? Why are, why are we here? And, uh, you know, give shout outs to the, the people that have helped you make these uh, these records and uh and uh that are helping you to, to promote yourself and get you to the next level and also uh where can we find you social media wise and how can they, they connect with you and book you for their next show so first off i want to thank god second off I, I none of this i would not be sitting here talking to you if god had not uh pointed my feet in a certain direction and and uh, there's a lot, a lot of reasons why I shouldn't be here today. There, I, you know, everybody goes through stuff. Everybody does. I'm a very lucky man. Uh, so I, I want to thank God first and foremost. Number two, I want to thank my immediate family always being behind me. Uh, I would not be uh, tomorrow. Is I know it's not promised, but it's sure is looking a lot better. Because of the people that I've got on my immediate side, that's uh, Stacy Reyna and and uh, my mom and my dad, they push me 100%. Always uh, question, make me question things in in the in the right direction, uh, and challenge me to be better, do better. Uh, always seek uh, more out of myself. Um, there's so many names to thank with my song. Bowfish and Queen. Number one being Gary Vincent. Gary Vincent is a two-time Grammy-nominated uh, record producer. Uh, he does all Morgan Freeman's voiceovers. He's very known and very trusted individual. I actually did 
the the where I did my vocals for both Fishing Queen, these roots and Back to the Nineties. I'm gonna talk about the the these roots and Back to the Nineties, the two songs that I've got coming up uh, right at the tail end. But I got actually got to do all of my vocals uh, in that in Morgan Freeman's room on the same microphone that so many great musicians have got to sing on. Like you, you could. Uh, some rooms just have a presence to them, you know. Just have a presence. Uh, I was very blessed to be able to work with Gary Vincent. Um, he's the best of the best, located in Clarkston, Mississippi, the home, my hometown where I was born and raised. I love it. Uh, they've always got some. They, they either either got a festival going or or somebody's filming a movie. They just got done filming a movie there in Clarksdale. That's where they filmed the movie The Help. That and uh, Greenwood, um, Clarksdale is so, uh, I mean, a major part of why uh, I am who I am today, who molded me. Uh, I don't think that if I was uh, born in some, you know, big city uh, and and didn't have the uh, real down-to-earth people that I was surrounded by musician-wise uh, and in all walks of life, everybody. So, so many down-to-earth people. Very lucky for that. And uh, the musicians that were involved in the record, all the... Uh, this was the first time we played together, guys. Th those of you, you that are listening, you know, just like I do, this is the, that was the first time we had actually played in the studio together as a, as a group. And I couldn't uh, uh, it couldn't have came out better. Now, there's a lot that goes into it. You know, a lot of moving parts, but I had so many great leaders in that in the rooms that we recorded in. So many, uh, and uh, this has been a dream come true for me, my man. It really, and it's only going to get better. Like uh, I'm going to have my ups and downs. I'm prepared for that, you know. But I always want to put out the kind of music that's going to not not only tickle the ear but touch the heart. And I don't want to just uh, something that sounds good to the ear, and then uh, I want to leave you with something, you know, and that's a part of me. When I'm playing behind the guitar and I'm singing it on stage, I'm leaving you with a part of me, uh, whether it be uh, a song that, that, that I've written uh, or a song that somebody else has written, uh, it doesn't matter. Every time I'm on stage, I, uh, I say this all the time, I love music, and you can see it when I'm up on stage. I love music just as much as you do. Well, I hear you it's, lighting up when you talk about the people that have helped you along the way and your band members. So many people. Oh, my think. gosh, uh, you lit up. I see your smiling face. So the people that are listening to the audio version of this, they don't get the video version that I'll be putting out on YouTube so they can see you know how you light up talking about your family your friends your people that that play with you your god definitely alice hasten was on the fiddle marlo dura was on the drums michael wayne smith was on the guitar and michael's son uh justin i want to give a special shout out to you my man um you've always been my number one fan always been behind me uh a hundred thousand percent and you bring more energy. It doesn't matter where we play or, or when, who you're playing with on stage. You bring more energy to that stage than everybody combined. And that 
I love that about you. And I appreciate all of the love and support throughout the years, my man. And w when I make it to where I'm going, I'm bringing you with me. I want you to know that. Now, uh, and, uh, his mom and dad, Michael, uh, and and his wife, uh, ex-wife Lisa, the sweetest people uh, in the world. And they've got a son named Justin, who has been my biggest fan uh, <laughs> since day one. We've shared the stage together multiple times, and uh, he he goes after Justin Moore. That's some that's a musician that he looks up to, and so he takes after Justin a lot. And Justin it, it, Moore, I know it's a long shot, but you, you know it, it, the what's the how's the quote go? Close mouths don't get fed. Mm. You know I need this message to be uh, reached out to Justin uh, Moore. You know, he's, he's based in Arkansas just like I am. Hey, neighbor. <laughs> but he's got a great fan, right? Great fan with Justin. I uh, couldn't I could not love him more. I'm telling you, man, when I say he brings energy to a stage, uh, and that's, that's what's uh, needed. You know, that's what uh, people come to see that. That's uh, like Garth Brooks, you know. Uh, George Strait. You could, people don't come to see him dance around on stage. He could sit in a chair, the chair, and play the guitar and sing, right? And nobody would care. They'd love it. They'd clap from start to finish. But then you got guys like Garth Brooks and Jerry Lee Lewis who will set their guitars and pianos on fire. You never know what they're going to do, right? And so I'm, I'm taking uh, like all of this into perspective and honing in who I want to be as an artist. What's important to me, what matters to me, and that's that's enough. You know, I, I want to be different than everything that's coming out on the radio right now. And it, it is. It, it's so funny. Um, when a song is different, it's it's not usually, it, it's going to go into a category or a playlist of its own in, in terms of what we're talking about. It's going to go to a, a playlist of its own. Now, there, there's a ton of... Uh, fishing songs out there you can go to spotify right now or uh apple music and type in uh fishing playlist and it'll play you a ton of songs about fishing i need to be in those playlists why am i not you should, should be, be. <laughs> what's that how do you get that algorithm uh, how do you get you know how do you that, get them that's right? that's the homework you got to do yeah uh they're, they're i'm i'm told that the worst thing you can do as as a musician is to reach out to somebody directly as an individual. I, to me, I've always been a people person where I've never had that problem. I can reach out to you directly and either you you can you want to talk to me or you don't. And I can feel that and I I, I don't get my feelings hurt. <laughs> you know, that's that's the whole sales thing, you know, where uh, you, you get uh, thick thicker skin, you know. Uh, but there's there's an algorithm to it. All those fishing playlists, I deserve to be on. Now, uh, but my my music is going to be the same as uh, Alan Jackson was, Travis Tritt, Brandy Travis, all that good old '90s country. Um, Don't want to be like uh, Roy Orbison where he doesn't even move at all. <laughs> <laughs> Well, <laughs> I was always pr prone to uh, uh, partial to him and how he just stood there and just with his stark sunglasses and just played. Never moved a little bit. <laughs> hey, well, 
I'm, I'm sure he wasn't hurting too bad when he walked off stage. Yep, but you're the but kind. Less yeah, like but the guy that is jumping off amps and you're somewhere in the middle. Guitars, whatnot. You're, you're somewhere in the middle, Cole Parker. Mm. Now I'm not going to say that if I don't get a little Hank Williams Jr. born to boogie in me while I'm up on stage, something may get lit on fire. You know, you just you just never know. You know. All right, um, man. Well, let's. But long story short, yeah. I want to keep uh, traditional country alive and well. I think it deserves its spot on the radio. It all this this bro country stuff that's out now. No disrespect to anybody that likes it, loves it, and 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 that's what the, that's what they put out as a musician. No disrespect whatsoever. Uh, you know, um, somebody that makes dress shoes doesn't look down on somebody who makes cowboy boots you're both in the same profession so to speak you just do different stuff you know so i'm an acquired taste like a scotch you know uh i want to keep that alive and i know that there's a lot of listeners out there that want that when they turn on that radio knob that they don't hear the click tracks and 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 the same old repetitive chord progressions and the lyrics are all the same uh, and they're just it's like taking a, a about a 200 lyrics and putting it in one of those um, uh, Powerball machines and seeing which which ones come out throwing darts you know? at, at a bar at a dartboard on a wall right. <laughs> that's what the industry is doing they're taking a handful of words putting them in a, uh, uh, a lottery machine like the you know the jack with the the balls with the numbers on right, and just seeing which one comes out, and that's that's what they'll use. All right, we'll use that here. It, but I want to sing about something that 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 uh, uh, really has substance. You know, um, no, there again, no offense. A lot so of these you, guys you, that are singing about dirt road have never even seen a dirt road. You don't want to sing about uh, being drunk the day your mom got out of prison and you went to pick her up in the rain <laughs> uh, uh, in your well, pickup truck. <laughs> I got a feeling that if I was singing, if if I was to to continue on that that uh, legacy of formula, music, that formula, that formula of music, that I would look a lot rougher today than I I do now. Something tells me that it, because good lyrics don't come from uh, from anything unless you've lived it. You've got to live it to 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 sell it to the listener, you know. To really sell it, that's I would rather write about stuff that that's relatable uh, and all doesn't matter what we're talking about. Um, uh, and the listener can feel when I'm singing that song that I've actually either uh, at one time felt that, done that, uh, sipped that, uh, or said that, whatever, you know. Uh, but you're selling yourself, you know. Uh, everything, every song that comes out of your your catalog is, is like a resume. Now, uh, you know, and that's something that a musician has to come to terms with. Like the uh, beer drinking songs and, and partying all night long and all that, that sells alcohol. That makes money. When people come to a concert and you're constantly singing about pouring another one down and 
and whiskey and, and uh, girls, women, and trucks and all of those, you know, uh, marketable terms, right? Uh, that that puts the that puts people in the seats. Butts in the buckets. Puts, it does. I'm not gonna say it doesn't, but I would uh, rather know that I did country music a service. As to doing my, I, I've come, I've been in music too long. To now, somebody that that has not spent a lot of years in music, uh, you know, they've only been. They hadn't been playing since they they were eight years old. Maybe they picked it up at, at twenty one, and and they're they're uh, touring right now. I I'm not I, you know I'm not going to name any names, uh, but you know it's it, when it's your time it's your time, but you you're making a name for yourself, mm-hmm. and you may not be the most popular because you're not doing what everyone else is doing you're doing something different and that that's that's me brother i'm doing something different but i'm remaining true to myself i'll see where it guides me you know like i you know i'm a i've always been good at putting poems together i've always been a softy where i never hesitated to write a love letter to a girl in high school or you know things like that and I, i was good about doing that sort of thing and that kind of, I mean, that molds you as a songwriter. If, that's what I say. If you can put a poem together, then you can put a song in. A, a song is like a poem with a story, where it's not just something that rhymes, you know? It actually tells a story. Yeah. So, 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 um, you know, I honed in all that stuff earlier on, but, man, where would I be if I had my own Ding Dylan? You know, Dean Dillon was was the writer for just about ninety five percent of George Strait stuff. Okay, kind of a kind of a John Prine guy. Yeah, right. He did all the everything for for George Strait. Now, yeah, I'm uh, thinking about check yes or no. You're talking about writing love letters to girls, and yeah, that's a that's a song that just came to mind. Yeah, right. Mm. There's so many of them that that. Where you turn a love letter into a song, mm-hmm. and, you know, uh, it is relatable. Uh, it's it's catchy tune. Now, uh, the one thing as a musician that I am fighting with is that when you, you go throw, uh, so you go throw, uh, I don't know, Dirks Bentley, somebody new age. So you go throw him in your truck and turn turn him up and listen to whatever song he's playing. All those speakers are just going crazy. Mm. Durr, durr, durr. And me, I, it's like, it's more, uh, um, it might as well be coming out of a record player. Yeah. It doesn't have all that that extra boom, 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 and thump, thump, and effects, and this, that, and the other. I'm So I'm open. I'm open to ideas, right? I, if somebody comes along and says, hey, Cole, I'd like to add this to your song. What do you think? Uh, uh, what, what, you know, um, all I'm showing is that I can, I can do this on my own. And I, but it's, there's a, here's a, there's a line in the sand where you say, okay, I'm going to remain this way. And I, I'll, I'll be happy with the listeners that I get. 
or you teeter-totter, you don't lose yourself. You can't lose yourself, okay? Well, you can, you can um, uh, uh, experiment, right? But don't lose yourself. Don't lose your sense of, of why you started. Don't lose your sense of how you, who you want to sound like, you know, who, who you want to sound like. Who the guys that, that uh, whose shoes are you trying to fill, you know? Um, now, if I was to add uh, some click tracks and, and uh, all this extra stuff to my music, um, it would make it more uh, inviting to the ear of the younger crowd. And but I want to catch all all ages. I w- I want someone just like I said, eight to eighty doesn't matter. I want to catch them all. Well, Cole Parker, it sounds like you're heading in the right direction, man. Not only do you have life experience, you got it in the blood. Four generations of musicians in your blood, man. That's a long time. And and you're doing it. You're you're taking all those experiences that they had and that's in your in your genes, you know, your genetic makeup, and you're you're making Cole Parker music. It's not anybody else's music. You're going to make music the way you want. Maybe a more stripped down version because a lot of the new country is just the old rock and roll. That's, you know, it, it, it just it's more rockabilly. It's more bass. It's more, you know, they're throwing a little hip hop in there, which is fine, which is fine. Yeah. But you could strip it down and make it a little more classic. And that's where you are right now. I want to find my happy media. I want to find my happy medium now. Like I want to keep that that old country sound, where it does have that old feel to it, and it's not uh, uh, new age or all the the subwoofers going and electric electric guitar jamming out all that. That's all good and great, and there's a, there may be a time and place for it, but right now I'm trying to. My mission is to bring back uh, the original country music. But I can't, um, uh, and this is just my thought process, I can't imagine how good the walls of the, the Ryman or the Grand Ole Opry sounded when when guys like uh, uh, Merle and and uh, Willie and Waylon and Chris Christopherson and uh, all uh, Bob Wills, uh, Ernest Tubb, uh, uh, Lefty Frizzell, all those guys. The, the, you know, everything from the forties, uh, fifties, uh, and sixties. That era. Now it didn't have a lot of bass and effects on the snare drums and and echoes and electric guitar and all. It didn't have all that, but it didn't need it. Nope. You'll still hear it played on my system on a Friday night, any given Friday. You'll still hear it sung on a karaoke show that I do. So good music is always going to be good music, man. Well, Cole Parker, uh, Cole Parker, I want to take yeah, go ahead. That old sound, '90s country, and what uh, just a smidge of what the guys are doing today. Well, I'd love to have a hot uh, guitar player, some uh, somebody that can bend those guitar strings, and I can do it myself, right? But that's there again goes back to the whole thing. Uh, Brad Paisley is a good example of somebody that does both very, very well. Mm-hmm. He sings his, his uh, butt off, and then uh, you know, he flips that switch, goes playing a guitar, and can 
can play all over. And so, you know, yeah, I'd like to incorporate that into my music. But there again, like Bob Wills and them, they didn't have that. But Bob Wills had a, a stand-up steel guitar with, with uh, uh, it wasn't until a certain year that they came out with pedals on a steel guitar. It used to be just strings, where you didn't have the option of, it made you a better, uh, it, maybe there was less to do, but you had to be more precise. Okay. Yeah. That's what I thought, man, because I thought the the steel guitar was pretty much just a a guitar that you played this way, just laying this way. That's exactly right. And, you know, it's funny enough, I hear steel guitar uh, in the music that we have today, but it's not showcased. It's in the background. And and they, they, they started to do that to a lot of steel guitar players in the 90s. And then the 2000s got worse, and then there'd be, and I, I don't know, man, I don't know if it was up to the producer or up to the artist, but I want to showcase, not only because he's my dad, because, but because he's a world-renowned steel guitar player, and he, he deserves that recognition. So he gets the intro, the outro, and, and something in the middle, and it's longer than 10 seconds, you know what I mean? Uh, and and I, I, I want to treat my fiddle player. The, I want the whole, I'd love to have, like, um, there's been certain artists that have been lucky enough to play with, like, a seven, eight, nine, ten piece band, you know. And everybody gets a turn. It may, it may turn out, end up being a, a six, seven minute song, but it was, it was worth every minute. Uh, now, on the radio, you get about what? Uh, uh, they don't want it any longer than four minutes or something. Something like that. Something like that. Something like right. that. But some of the but, classics of the seventies that well, I love. If you got, if you got uh, seven, eight players, and you break that down into seconds, you see why everybody gets a little, this little piece of the pie, right? Uh, so that's and that's another thing about you know having few musicians where. You can showcase them longer, right? And you really get that feel for the music instead of having all that added extra stuff. Yeah, I'm not going to say that I don't enjoy listening to some of the new country songs with the speakers beating and all that kind of stuff. I I do enjoy it. But I can come home and turn on some Bob Wills on uh, one one of my JBL portables and and go put something on the smoker and have i mean just i, I mean it's like i'm in another world you know it, if it, and I, if it does that to me i know that there's other people out there that can resonate that with with that where that old country sound puts them in another world now i'm going to incorporate a little bit of everything and that's what musicians i don't th- I, I go back and look at, at musicians and, and when they started and in the, you know their career and how they evolve as an artist now the true test is to stay true to yourself you know like uh yeah remember that time garth brooks decided he wanted to be chris gaines <laughs> was it a mistake or was it him just branching some out some people loved it see i like some it. people some people loved it and, and was kind of all by it. And then, the, like, the true Garth fans were like, no, Garth. 
go back <laughs> to your cowboy hat and your 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 wild shirts and dancing on stage. Uh, but there there again, you you have to take those roads and to see to come back to who you you're supposed to. It's it's all full circle, you yeah. know. And so I'm going to have my experiences experiences as an artist where I uh, um, maximize my capability, see what I'm made of, put me in. Uh, you got to uh, get comfortable being uncomfortable, you know, to always ne- level up, level up, level up. But I don't want to lose myself in the process. I think he might have lost himself a little bit in that process. It's possible. Yeah. It's possible. Yeah. I, I, you know, but uh, it's not for me to speculate. Yeah. I mean, all we can do is be fans and kind of, oh, okay. I see what he was doing. He was just uh, branching out. Glad he went back. Glad he went back. Yeah. And now he's doing better than ever. Garth is doing a a lot. You know, I worry about him. Uh, I don't know. I mean, 200 days uh, on the road uh, doing uh, two shows a day. That's got to be rough. Yeah. And if you're now, if you just go sit in a chair and play the guitar and sing, that's one thing. But guys like Garth Brooks are, they can't sit still. Yeah. One end of the stage to the other and got the pyrotechnics and, and the whole, whole bit, you know? And, and that's, you know, that's, uh, that's his prerogative. Yeah, but that, know, I'm that, kinda, that kind of road work, I, that kind of road work is hard on a fire George Strait. Yeah, because he's got that ace in the hole band. That's who they're called. Ace yes. in the hole band. He's had him for uh, more than what going on three decades mm-hmm. or plus. I don't know. It's one of that's my favorite songs by him, Ace look. in the Hole. So, but George, he's earned it. Gosh, dog it, he's earned it. Where you go, you go pay five hundred dollars a ticket to go watch George, uh, George Strait play, and you got a front row seat. And all uh, half the show, he may just lean on his guitar and sing. He's not dancing and scooting around the stage or crashing guitars off uh, high rise beams or uh, flying through the crowd. None of that. You know, he's just gonna lean on his guitar and sing. And that's what the people came to see. And so I, I, that's that's I, I want to have that same demeanor, where I don't need all of the the. I admire them all. It takes a lot of energy to do that, you know. But I want to be able to catch the heart of the listener in a chair, you know, and not there again. You're tickling the eyes and ears, you know, but. Uh, I want them to, to, and that's, I'm going to hone in on that. And the more songs that I put out, and and the, the, I'm a good songwriter. I've got about seven or eight songs that are sitting in my back pocket that are, are uh, worthy of recording. And But I'm trying to be strategic, you know. I'm learning that there's algorithms and, and there's uh, certain ways to go about uh, releasing new music. Uh, and the unknowing artist uh, can walk into that uh, forest fire and and not have a chance. You know, I mean, if you're good, you're good. Somebody's going to find you. But uh, there's there's certain ways to to not so much uh, speed up the process, 
but uh, to get you where you want to be uh, faster. And I'm, I'm learning the ins and outs. Uh, and I, I could be, I'm a sponge, you know. I like to, I'm a listener. This interview has me talking. Mm-hmm. And I'm a, I'm a listener, you know. I like to soak things in when it's, I'll speak when spoken to or, or when I feel the need to say something. And so doing these interviews are really uh, out of the, uh, out of my comfort zone. But I, I enjoy doing that because I finally get to, the listener gets to know the man behind the music, just like you said. That's what I want, man. Cole Parker, we got to wind this thing down. You got a family to get back to. I got a family to get back to. I know that we've learned a little bit about you. Not even, sure we've maybe scratched the surface, but I do want you to come back from time to time as things progress, as new songs come out, when you're going uh, going back on the road and, and you're going to go give live shows. I want you to come back and promote yourself a little bit more. And you even talk about your, your, your day job, the one that's uh, helping you to, to keep this, this dream alive and, and go further. Uh, in life and uh, make it and the whole thing is is to keep uh, food on your on your plate a roof over your head and your family happy pursue pursuit of happiness i'm trying to i, I want to be able to help the people that can't help themselves because i i've been i was i've been one of them yeah i'm slow i'm, I'm still in the trenches i ain't i'm not on the hill i'm in the trenches but i'm uh, you've got to get comfortable there yeah. you know and 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 fight, you know fight your way out i'm not uh i it's so funny uh the music business um there's a lot of great artists out there that will never be heard and and to me that's that's so unfair of how things are to in today's today's world uh it's all about likes and followers and this that and the other and and just like I said, back to when you're on the road traveling, you may find a diner that just sticks out to you, and it's some of the best food you ever had. But you took a chance to sit down at that diner and listen to, uh, and, and give that you know that place a chance. And if we would do that to more people, instead of looking at their credentials or how many likes or followers they have, uh, or clout they have, or, or you know how well known they are um you know that when you got it you got it and uh that's it i mean of, of course if you, if you don't work on it doesn't matter if you're a golf player or, or a guitar player if you don't master your craft uh every single day you, you you'll lose it, you know you will so but and that's the funny thing about working on yourself every single day is that things start to happen for you. You never, you didn't know that, the, it just, it lays out the tracks for your train to go full speed. And so I'm always constantly working on myself as much as I can and pushing my limits. Uh, there's a lot of things that come with my job that it's all passion. It's not something that, that I wanna, wanna, uh, uh, I don't have to to do that. It's, you know, music is something that comes naturally. Like I say, if you got it, you got it. If you don't, you don't. Mm-hmm. And um, don't spin your wheels, you know. Uh, definitely don't do that. But uh, my takeaway from uh, everything that I'm trying to, to portray to the listener is that 
follow your dreams and follow your heart, but take your head with you. Okay? Follow your dreams, follow your heart, but take your head with you. I think that's a good place to, to finish right there, man. That's a good I'm, I'm, I'm living the dream. I am yeah. not, I'm not on, not yet. I, I will be. Yeah. I always, you know, it's funny. You can, you can speak things all, uh, say things all you want, but if, if you're not putting your feet forward, you'll never uh, get where you want to be in life. Well, Cole Parker, and, you, you got uh, the right people. You got the right mindset. You got people helping you out. And that's a, a good thing, man. Sounds like you're heading in the right direction, man. Well, uh, I, what's that quote by Frank Sinatra? I'll end it on that. He said, I did it my way. <laughs> you know, and that's, uh, that's something to be proud of. Uh, I'm not, I'm, I'm swimming against the current, you know, not going with the flow I could uh, uh, easily say you know what um, I'm gonna do exactly what the what is hot in the market right now and that's all I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna do that and it's, it's so funny you, you go from uh, when you do what everybody uh, else is doing in, in your um, niche or your uh, business like music is a business if you do what everybody else is doing uh, you're only going to get so far you know you can have two businesses this was an analogy that was always uh, uh, pounded in my brain is that you can have two businesses sitting right next to each other doing the selling the same thing painted the same color and one's going to be doing a little bit better than the other I mean right next to each other and it and it's the, the people on the inside. It's, it's not the product or the, it's the service, you know. Uh, but it's the people behind the service and the product. You know, I want to surround myself with, uh, uh, I would rather pass up an opportunity to, uh, um, how do I say that? Because I, I don't want to shoot myself in the foot. I would rather pass up an opportunity with, some someone that I do not share the same values with. Rather, I'd rather wait to because it's it's only a matter of time. Once your your voice gets out there, your name gets out there, people start to, to know that you're grinding and they they see that you're you're uh, making waves, so to speak. Uh, they'll get behind you uh, as long as they know where you stand and where you want to be. You know. The right people will come along. And so at this time, you know, I feel like I'm doing all this on my own. Uh, and it it can get tough at times. It's a lot easier uh, for these guys that are sitting around in, in Nashville and and have got nothing but uh, all access passes to great musicians and songwriters and, and uh, singers, everything. Got You've got, man, if you're in Nashville and you're trying to, trying to make it you've got no excuse you're surrounded by good talent and bad talent you have to filter out the noise i've been fortunate enough i'm sitting here talking to you from my my uh my gig setup where i play here in helena arkansas west helena arkansas i could just about i could i could it probably take uh what 
uh, a couple of a couple of minutes, about eight minutes to get to the bridge. Right here at the Mississippi Bridge, not far at all. Only thing that's the only thing separating me uh, from my uh, born and raised home that Mississippi Delta. There's there's nothing like it, you know. That it molded me as a person, and I've been all over the world. Everybody asks me where I'm from. Uh, well, I'm from Mississippi. I, I, I'm where I'm from Arkansas, but I was raised in Mississippi. But I, I I've been all over. I've been everywhere, man. I've seen that. I, I've seen all of the music from from Chicago uh, all the way down to, to South Texas and everything in between. And but, and one thing I've learned from all of the musicians that are playing and trying to, to make a name for themselves is that you have nobody can want it for you. Nobody can to, can force you to do something that you don't want to do. Uh, and you may not be as good as the next person, but if you want it bad enough, you will be. That and that that's anything. Uh, and so here I am, and little old Billy Billy West Hill, Arkansas. You know, God bless this place. But this doesn't happen often that I get to talk to you, um, and I'm just I'm so blessed. It goes all the way back to God. I, God put me on this earth for a purpose. I've had uh, many, you know, I, I'm not going to even, we can talk about that in another show, that'd be another great podcast, to tell you what I've been through as a, as a man at, at 35 years old. Uh, I didn't fall down a mountain uh, at five, six hundred feet, whatever it was, that uh, uh, Hank Williams Jr. fell down that mountain, but uh, metaphorically, I fell down a mountain, you know, and I fought my way back up. Well, let's do that. Let's let's make people stay tuned for the next time that we get to talk to the absolutely fantastic Cole Parker, man. Now, for all of my listeners, my my page on I'm, I'm, there's there's Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter. Uh, I'm never on Twitter. Uh, I'm, uh, I use Facebook a lot. You can find me at Cole Parker Music. Uh, uh, on on Facebook, my Instagram for the younger generation, and for some of the older ones, wh- whoever's listening, uh, I Instagram is a great uh, um, uh, program, uh, you know, uh, social tool to meet like-minded individuals just like myself. Uh, there's so many. It's like a band of brothers and sisters on there. Uh, it's so much uh, different than I, I spend a lot of time. On Instagram, mm-hmm. but everybody that I know and love and grew up with is on Facebook. Uh, but and and so those two places, uh, Instagram is the Cole Parker, all lowercase the Cole Parker. And my YouTube channel, you can find me at Cole Parker. Uh, and all of my Apple Music and Spotify, of course, that's Cole Parker. You can't miss me. I'm in a a big ten gallon uh, silver belly Stetson. Uh, I'm working on updating all of my stuff. There's there's so many moving parts, and it, uh, and so I'm, I'm every day I'm working on something else, something new, trying to get to the next thing, trying to knock out uh, so many fires. And I love what I do. I love playing for y'all. There's going to be so many so many great memories and stories to be told behind the music of Cole Parker, 
and I, I enjoy sitting here. Um, it's like the campfire chats, you know. Mm-hmm. We get to sit here and talk about uh, the history of music, uh, who in- influenced me. I've got so many influences. Um, Elvis Presley. I, when I was when I was a little kid, I wanted to be Elvis. I must wear. I had a Halloween costume of his that I kept, and I would dye my hair. My I would get my mom mom to help me dye my hair uh, black, and I you know I'd run around the house trying to uh, be like Elvis Presley with a plastic guitar, you know. And, and there's so many stories of uh, musicians that that started out that same way, but they and they they got pulled in so many different directions, you know. So if, if you're passionate about something. If you're passionate, don't don't let uh, don't let other things pull you in different directions. Uh, stick to what what uh, you know that you were put on this earth to do. I've got a lot of things that I want to do, my man, but music uh, is it's it's such an important part uh, part of who I am and who uh, I'll always be. And that's it goes back back to that old country music. I love the new stuff. I admire the guys. A lot of work ethic. It's hard, hard business. I, I know, but I want to keep that old sound alive. And I'm, I, I'm gonna get slowly. My name gets out there. People get to know me, who I'm about, what I'm for, what I stand behind. That American flag that sits right behind me every time I play. Uh, you know, I'm a. Um, I've got so many parts of me. That that uh, that have molded me into the musician that I am, uh, the, the Motown, Ray Charles, all of that. Everything is incorporated into who I am and my values of where I stand as a musician. I think that's very important. And so I've got two more songs that are going to come out as soon as the, like I said on my Facebook, as soon as the cotton bowls turn white in the Mississippi Delta. I'm going to put out a song called These Roots. And it's about me growing up on the farm. I was a farm boy. You know, hop the fence, go chop cotton, do whatever you could do for some weekend money. Farm, you know, that's what I grew up doing is farming. Uh, um, or or <laughs> farm hand, should I say. And uh, uh, we had a lot of fun doing that. It molded me, it, it instilled a lot of integrity and discipline in me as a, a person and I think that'll show through my music uh, and that's what these roots are is all about uh, everything that a teenager loves to do in the in the south and and how you grew up and how you were raised and, and your morals and your standards and and uh, your faith and all of that all of that incorporated into something that you can relate to as a listener doesn't I don't care if you're from uh, uh, Bangor Maine you know, there, there's uh, there's always something to learn from someone. Uh, and so I'm going to keep coming out with them. I'm, I'm being strategic. I'm not just going to pour them all out at once. You know, this is, <laughs> there's more to it. You know, uh, people don't sit down and tell you this. They don't. They, they just let you figure it out for yourself. You know, and that's, that's life. I, you know, I, and I'm up for the challenge. I'm the man for the job. I thoroughly appreciate being here and enjoyed talking with you and, and all your all the listeners that are tuning in. Uh, like I said, you can find me at Cole Parker Music Facebook, the Cole Parker on Instagram, 
and Cole Parker on YouTube. And of course, Cole Parker on, on Spotify, iTunes, and Apple Music. And the other 150 uh, you know, streaming services. No excuse not to find me. Uh, I'm going to be in a town near you very soon, getting all of those, uh, everything ironed out. Uh, we're very methodic, uh, uh, methodical as to how we do stuff. I got a great team uh, pushing behind me. Uh, Jill Sanchez and TJ Cates with National Entertainment Weekly. I thank you for so uh, so much for taking a chance with me and being behind me 110%. Uh, I, I made a great choice by being with y'all. Uh, it's introduced me to some really great people, and uh, I just I couldn't be more thankful. There you have it, party people. Cole Parker. Man, I could have talked to him for hours and hours and hours. He's talking about the greats that his dad played with, but I think he's becoming one of the greats. I, I one of the one of my favorite things about going to a live show is you know the stories that go behind the music yeah they play some great songs they play some great music they give you a great show and yes if they just sat in their uh their chair with their guitar or their mandolin or whatever instrument they're playing they could play the, those songs and yeah you'd come away with a good a good show a good experience but when they tell you those stories they put those little inflections of hey how this story how this song was made for example like the bowfish uh, bow fishing song that came out it's about his lady you know his muse the person that that uh, is closest to him in his life and that's how that song came about so the experiences the life experiences that cole parker has are going to be turned into music going to be turned into songs that we the listeners get the opportunity to listen to and and you know could change feelings could make people feel a certain kind of way and that's the the magic of uh, listening to music and and hearing a live show or or even hearing a, a record you know something on your on your spotify or your apple music uh, i guess nobody's getting records anymore too much anyway i i see them at the uh, at the the local department stores from time to time i'll see records and i'll i'll get nostalgic for the old days when records was how uh, where it was you know and then cds came out back in the 80s i do remember when that happened but uh, he's taking it back to the to the 90s when he grew up and stripping it down a little bit because, you know, maybe the, the music is getting a little bit convoluted now and and uh, people want that crossover. They don't want to stay in the country or the pop or the rock or the hip hop or the R&B. You know, they don't they don't want to stay in their own little areas. And they want to to make sure that it's got crossover excess success excess no crossover success to uh, appeal to to more people and um, I, I don't think that's where Cole Parker is yeah he wants to appeal to a lot of people but he wants to strip it down and and take it back to what what he likes and, you know and people ask me what I play on RadioWhat.com hey what kind of music do you play well I play the music that I like. And I figure if I like it, somebody else is going to like it. So if Cole Parker likes it, somebody else is going to like it. Hey, I like it. So uh, make sure that you follow Cole Parker around on his social media. Become a Cole Parker stalker. 
<laughs> That's it for this edition of What Makes You Famous. Thank you so much, Cole Parker, for being on the show and talking to me for a little bit. I look forward to the next time. Yeah, as time progresses. Now, if you, I turn my attention to you, my loyal listener, if you would like to tell your story, I encourage you to give me a call, 501-470-6386 or email info at radiowhat.com. That's it for me. It's Keys Dan, RadioWhat.com, DJLittleRock.com. Peace. I'm out of here. Radio What, the music you want. Hey, guys, this is Shelly G with a fast fact. Scottish inventor John Baird gave the first public demonstration of television in 1926 in Soho, London. Ten years later, there were only 100 TV sets in the world. Do you have a fast fact? Share it with us at Interactive Radio, RadioWhat.com. If you like what you hear, follow What Makes You Famous social media. Use the hashtag What Makes You Famous. Follow on Facebook at What Makes You Famous. Follow on Instagram at What Makes You Famous. Follow on Twitter at Makes Famous. And follow on YouTube at Keys Dan. Leave What Makes You Famous podcast a review and subscribe. Listen to What Makes You Famous podcast on Podbean, iTunes, YouTube, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, and almost anywhere you find podcasts. Tell your story on my podcast, What Makes You Famous. Call 501-470-6386 and leave a message to set up a time. You can support What Makes You Famous using the PayPal link, paypal.me forward slash keys dan email info at radio what.com what makes you famous podcast is a production of keys dan enterprises incorporated at keys dan.com thank you for listening hey guys this is shelly g she said what well you are gonna have to listen to the countdown to hear what i say and make sure to keep listening to radio what for more information and trivia she said what?